0: Welcome to the Dildorick Storky Discourse on sex, dating, and masturbating. My name is Kate Sloan. I'm a sex journalist, a sex blogger, and I've done a lot of things that could be considered cheating. I don't know if they were cheating, but that's kind of what we're gonna get into today. Who are you, friend?
1: I'm Billy. I'm a sex educator and porn maker, and I'm considerably less sick, which Yay! is very exciting. Yay! I'm so glad
0: that you're back.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Thought you had monkeypox. Turns out it's
1: not monkeypox. Yeah. uh, I went to a walk in and scared some doctors there. They did not like the look of these sores. Um, it's, like, a little nerve-wracking taking a mask off and watching a doctor take several steps back Oof. and then return with extra protective gear. I'm like, don't love this, don't, <laughs> Um, but they, as well as a couple of doctors that had, like, seen pictures of what it was, were like, mm, that's, we're gonna, mm, we're gonna check that for monkeypox, I don't love that. Uh, that came back negative, uh, so I went and did another test, uh, for HSV, because it was, like, lower on my list of possibilities um, just because I had done my routine test like three days before I started showing symptoms Mm -hmm. and it came back negative. Um, But I also had sex with my partner who happens to be positive like two days, three days before I started showing symptoms and uh, that's all it takes. So uh, (laughs) that was like the next thing I started looking at after monkeypox and uh, that came back positive a couple days ago. So... Luckily, it is nothing serious, and, like, the first outbreak knocked me on my ass, as they often do, um, mm-hmm. but after this, it's, they're all gonna be considerably easier, um, and I'm just happy it wasn't anything serious, you know?
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, that was very scary when we didn't know what that was, like, just, who Yeah,
1: it was, it was fucking me up. There were yeah. a couple of days that I was just, like... I don't. I. 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 I don't think I've ever had a fever for like nine days straight, nine or ten days. Like, mm-hmm. it was not a super high fever, but I was feeling a little loopy. Like, <laughs> especially now, like thinking back, I was like, oh, I was. I was quite fuzzy after several many days with a <laughs> fever of around a hundred. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: understandably. Yeah. Uh, well, to make a hard pivot,
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> our episode- Anyway, I'm human again. Let's talk about cheating. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I I realized that like we haven't really touched on cheating that much on our show, and it's something that I see constantly on Reddit, and in particular, mm-hmm. people posting, like, is it cheating to blank and some of the things I'm like, uh, yeah, that definitely is. And some of the things I'm like, huh, that's an interesting question. I don't know. Um, and I think that uh, before we jump into the actual hypothetical, like, is it cheating to X, Y, Z? I think we need to set the ground rules in terms of like, how do we define cheating? Because I feel yeah. like a lot of our answers to these things are going to be basically like, well, it depends on what you've talked about with your partner. But the thing is, a lot of people don't talk with their partners about (laughs) what cheating is.
1: Right, right. Well, I think, so I've been thinking about this a lot this afternoon, since you uh, texted me that we were doing this topic. And I, I think what we're talking about, when we're talking about the idea of cheating, right? Like, Obviously, we're talking about the idea of betrayals of trust in a relationship, Mm -hmm. Um, but cheating doesn't encompass the entirety of that concept. I think typically when we are using the word cheating, like, okay, as poly folks, we say cheating is, like, violations of explicit boundaries in your relationship because we try to be fairly explicit about the agreements in our relationship and when we violate those we consider that cheating right Mm -hmm. um broadly culturally monogamous culture i think we tend to think of cheating as (sighs) violations of trust that are so clearly and obviously huge violations of trust that Mm -hmm. we didn't need to discuss that, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, clearly in a monogamous relationship, having sex with someone else is, like, the prototypical example of that. Yeah. Right? Um, But because, like, monogamous sexual partner is pretty core to being in a monogamous relationship – fairly easy for i think most folks to assume but mm-hmm. then you get into gray areas of things like sexting and things like emotional like intimacy and like which i think we're all going to get into later in the relation later in the later in the relationship <laughs> <laughs> later in the podcast it's fine um monogamous folks do think they'll get to it later in the relationship they never <laughs> do until it's a problem um but anyway I'm just foreshadowing the episode. I've <laughs> listened to this show before. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, I think basically, we're talking about violations of trust that are feel obvious. the thing mm-hmm. that is you should have known this was a violation of trust um and pretty large scale,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think I would define cheating as doing something sexual or romantic with a person who isn't your partner, which your partner either wouldn't agree to if they knew and or didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is tough, like obviously this doesn't encompass everything because for example, if you're in a poly relationship with someone who experiences a lot of like jealousy or trauma responses related to jealousy, they might not be thrilled about something you're doing with someone else, but that doesn't mean necessarily that it's cheating because you may have like discussed those boundaries. Um, Mm -hmm. I do think like, our perspective in general is like if you want to know what cheating is in your relationship you do have to talk about it but Mm -hmm. um I also just thought this would be an interesting topic to dive into because so many people don't talk about it and because uh not everyone is on the same page about this stuff like I agree with you that a lot of times people think that what is cheating and what isn't should just be obvious but if it were that simple uh Like, it's just not that simple um, because different people have different ways that they think about this. Like, there are people who are like, well, I flirt with everyone. That's not cheating to me because that's just a core part of my personality. And they may Mm. have a partner who's like, well, I mean, I consider that cheating because that's hurtful and it feels like you're trying to do something with other people or whatever. So anyway, Mm. let's get into it. Um, The first and most basic one, uh, and I know this sounds silly, but I do see it a lot on Reddit. Is it cheating in any sense to masturbate?
1: (laughs) Uh, No, no, no. And this is one of the – so we foreshadowed we're not going to have, like, firm answers on many of these. This is one I have a fairly firm answer on. Yeah, me too. Like, yeah, unless, like – So this is one where I'm like, okay, there are maybe exceptions where you can call it that. If you want to talk about, like, like I could build a scenario where, like, I don't know, you have some DS agreement and you're doing a thing and, like, you're spitefully jerking off outside of a game that you're playing. Right. Yeah, I could see that feeling like a violation or feeling uncomfortable or whatever. Sure. Mm -hmm. But, like, baseline, if your partner is responding to... You having a personal relationship with your own body that includes sex,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, I, that raises some concerns for me. Like, yep. uh, unless, right, yeah, like, unless, <laughs> uh, unless I'm in very extenuating circumstances, I, mm, I, I, don't, I don't love that.
0: I agree with you. I think trying to limit someone's masturbation or shame them for masturbating in a relationship is at the very least an abuse red flag and could be considered abuse in and of itself. I don't think it's appropriate to do. I think that a lot of times when people get triggered into a feeling of shame or inadequacy or insecurity in a romantic or sexual situation, they will want to put the cheating label on it because humans kind of do that we feel a feeling and we want to have like a logical explanation for it and so it it can feel better for people I guess to like sling that label at people and say you're cheating on me like uh, I was searching cheating on reddit today to look at what people are saying and Mm -hmm. one guy said that he tried to initiate sex with his girlfriend she was not in the mood so he went and jerked off with his fleshlight which she didn't know that he had and she walked in on him and started yelling and saying that um using a fleshlight was the same as cheating and um that i think is a case where like that person was caught off guard by a strong feeling evidently of uh, maybe being inadequate or uh whatever and they you know she felt the need to put that label on it I just don't think that doing stuff with yourself can ever be cheating like and I generally am in the camp of like whatever you and your partner agree is cheating is cheating but I think even if you both agree that masturbating is cheating that that's like kind of a yikes sign like I would really encourage you to sort of like think about why you're doing that um because your yeah. body is your body. Like it fundamentally is yours and you get to do what you want with it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like I am like, you know, my contrarian brain is like, we don't say never ever. There's gotta be something. <laughs> sc- like we could build a scenario. And even right. in that, I'm like, I can imagine little like, short-term chastity games and things like that that I would play with my partner that, like... Yeah. If I found them, like, just blatantly not engaging with the game, that would feel objectionable to me in the way that cheating might, in the, like, why aren't we just talking about why we're not playing the game? What's going on here, right? Yeah. But even that exists in a bubble of, like we're doing this thing in this window. I, I tr- like my very creative, very contrarian brain can't even really come up with a scenario where I'm comfy with that being like a relationship long agreement.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I want to be clear here <laughs> without that without
1: wanting to like poke at it and be like, well, mm, what's, <laughs> you, what's hiding under there? Come on. <clears throat> really? Yeah,
0: <laughs> something is up with that. Um, I want to be clear here that I am not talking about masturbating that involves another person in any way, whether that be performing for someone online, jerking off in front of someone. We're going to talk about some of those things later. And those could, in certain circumstances, be considered cheating for sure. Um, I'm talking about you're alone in your bed by yourself. Nobody knows about it or is looking at it and you're jerking (laughs) off. And I also want to say like, There are definitely cases where masturbation can be a problem in a relationship. Like, for example, if uh, two people are like not having sex anymore and not talking about it and one person feels that it's because the other person is like jerking off a lot or like watching, quote unquote, too much porn or whatever. Like Mm -hmm. there are situations where masturbation can cause these problems and can make you feel like the relationship isn't working for whatever reason. I still wouldn't consider that cheating. I would consider that a relationship problem that you need to talk about and work through.
1: Yeah, or not even, frankly, I think masturbation is way less likely to be a a relationship problem and way more likely to be like a check engine light indicator of stuff that's going on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, there are very, again, contrarian brain is coming up with very few instances where like (laughs) the masturbation itself is a problem. Yeah
0: I mean sometimes I see people saying like it weirds me out when my partner jerks off next to me in bed when I'm either sleeping or trying to go to sleep or whatever or like (laughs) it weirds me out that they do it you know like in the living room when I'm just around or whatever. I still wouldn't consider that cheating. I would consider that like you know you maybe have incompatible boundaries around that and need to discuss and figure out how you can compromise on that kind of stuff. Right. Okay what about this one? Is it cheating to sleep in the same bed with someone else? And I guess, like, in many cases, this would be a situation where the person already has uh, some degree of suspicion about you and this other person. Like, maybe you're flirty friends and you sleep in the same bed
1: after I, after a I,
0: drunken I, evening or whatever it may be.
1: Right. Like, uh, this is a highly circumstantial one, right? Like, yeah. this is one where, like... I no no actually hmm, I'm going to take that back there isn't an instance in which like I think of that as cheating mm-hmm. there are instances in which I would raise an eyebrow at my partners for that
2: mm-hmm.
1: um so yes. <laughs> It's going to be a long-winded metaphor. Uh, <laughs> you and I both listen to You're Wrong About.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, there is an episode in there uh, in the O.J. Simpson series where mm-hmm. they are talking about um, how O.J. may or may not have planned to commit a murder but showed up with a knife.
2: Yeah. In
1: the same way you may or may not plan to overeat but you can still show up at a buffet and you're like, no, I'm just going to be there. I'm just going to – and he was like, I'm just going to – maybe I'm just going to be there with the knife. and the right. things And like – this feels a little like that. Like, if my, if I have an agreement with my partner that they're not going to sleep with a particular person, or, like, if we're monogamous, or whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. or whatever our agreement is. Mm-hmm. And I watch them tipsily go home into, oh, no, a room with only one bed, like some <laughs> fucking fan fiction <laughs> sitcom trope bullshit. Right. Like... I'm gonna raise an eyebrow of like, re- are you are you setting yourself up to whoops? I tripped and fell, and my dick is in them. Like, yeah. like uh, you maybe you didn't plan to kill someone, but you wandered to a person who you were angry with with a knife. Like, uh, right? <laughs> maybe you didn't plan to fuck them, but like that was a series of decisions that. I'm gonna have some questions about as your partner.
0: Yeah, I think that that points to something that applies to a lot of these, which is there are things that might feel closer to cheating if you already have trust issues, whether it be right in general uh, in your life or in this particular relationship or even about this particular you know friend of your partner's or whatever. And like you said, I think this is kind of a check engine light because- I think if you're getting stressed about the idea of your partner sharing a bed with somebody, it's like, well, why is that? Is it because uh, you need to go to more therapy uh, to work on your trust issues? Is it because you actually are worried that your partner is, like, legit going to cheat on you? Is it because this friend has behaved inappropriately in the past? Um I think it's worth thinking about. I I wouldn't consider this cheating on its own, but I will say this is the type of thing that I would tell my partner about, like, the next day. I would be like, oh, and by the way, like, we, you know, we crashed in the same bed, and, you know, nothing happened or whatever. But, um, yeah, I just think that it's the kind of thing where, like, if I didn't tell them, I would feel weird about that. I would feel like I was hiding something, even though it's a fairly minor thing.
1: Right. It's the cluster of information around it. Mm Um. Like, if you ha- just like some through some weird sitcom circumstance wound up in a situation where you had to share a bed with someone, that's a weird story that would probably come up over dinner the next day, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's someone that you have other context around with, right? Yeah. Um, if you manufactured some Rube Goldberg series of circumstances to get yourself (laughs) into staying in bed with them overnight.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's a different story, and we're back to me raising some eyebrows of, like, (laughs) why are we, you know? Yeah. But, like, yeah, it's the cluster of things around it. It's the, did you not tell me about it? Or did you, like, go out of your way to... No, I know I'm not allowed to have sex with them, right? But like, <laughs> oh no, whoops a daisy. I drank so much and there was only one bed, so only one option.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right, like it's it's the cluster of decisions that got you into the bed and the cluster of decisions that you made after getting out of the bed <laughs> yeah. that i have questions about as your partner and that are going to impact how i react to that as a partner Mm -hmm. um but like yeah i don't none of that would hit me like oh god you're cheating on me
0: yeah yep all right the next few are related to porn and uh one of them is just watching (laughs) yeah People wonder, is it cheating to watch porn? And I think that since the uh, rise of OnlyFans in the public consciousness over the past few years, I've seen a lot more questions about this on Reddit because some people feel that, like, sort of mainstream or conventional studio type porn is okay to watch. But if somebody is subscribing, for example, to the feed of an OnlyFans creator, or some such, that there is more of a like potential relationship or connection there, or it feels more personal. Mm
1: -hmm. Uh,
0: What do you think about this?
1: Yeah, that was interesting. Because as you were talking about this, I was like, I... So... Okay. I mean, baseline, there is no there isn't a reality in which I'm in a relationship with someone where I see that as cheating. Mm-hmm. Like if, in, if we're asking where, I, where my line sits, it is yeah. way further away from watching point. However, um, I like, I think I have a spectrum of like, that ranges from, okay, I could understand being uncomfortable with that to like, about where I sit with masturbation, which is, like, that's my solo relationship to my own sexuality, mm-hmm. and I'm allowed to have that. Um, and I think that kind of spectrum is, like, the degree of interaction and intimacy that I'm exchanging with that sex worker. Mm-hmm. So, like, not not necessarily studio porn versus OnlyFans, but, like, yeah, I you're allowed to watch and consume whatever erotic content you enjoy as part of your own solo sex practice. Mm -hmm. And there are very few instances in which I am not okay with that, Like in which I am comfortable with a relationship restricting that.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, However, when we move more towards like, I don't know. I'm regularly paying for sexting sessions with someone, mm-hmm. or I uh, watch a lot of like their cam shows and just interact with them a lot on their OnlyFans. And like in that inter in that interaction, we're not scooting towards having a relationship. Like it's still a transactional thing. Yeah. But I see that as a little bit more with like hiring a sex worker for dates or full service work or things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, yes, I still see that as a part of your own sexual relationship and I think you are entitled to that.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: However, if your flavor of monogamy doesn't have space for hiring sex workers um, for full service work or for like (sighs) girlfriend experience, boyfriend experience type online work,
2: Mm -hmm. whether
1: that is cam shows or sexting or whatever. Um, I, I get that. I can, I can imagine a monogamous relationship that doesn't have space for that if you're like both discussing and agreeing that. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with you. I think interactivity is a big part of it. Um, I'm also noticing that there's a lot of these that we're talking about that I don't consider them to be cheating, but I would find it weird if a partner didn't disclose them to me, which is sort of an Mm -hmm. interesting middle ground there. Uh, because if you have a, big crush on a particular only van's creator to the point that you're like looking at all their stuff and keeping up with them on social media and whatever like i don't know that's the kind of thing that i would usually talk to my partner about and i would find it mm-hmm. odd if someone was concealing that from me because that seems more conspicuous than mm-hmm. just being open about it
1: yeah i agree and i think one of the things that i was thinking about earlier when i was thinking about cheating was like one of the other questions I think we're grappling with here is also what information is your partner entitled to? Right. Right. Like, cause it's the question of cheating is like you're doing is often like a question of doing a thing that we're not okay with, but other times it can just be a question of concealing a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, whatever that looks like. So I think that is another thing that we're kind of grappling with is like, what are you entitled to know? Which for me is often like, I'm not entitled to much, but if it's important to you, I'm curious why you haven't mentioned it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I see often on Reddit, like especially women saying that they have a hard line about partner's quote-unquote using porn these people always say (laughs) using porn instead of watching porn I'm like you're making it sound like a weird drug um and and these folks will be like I absolutely would not be in a relationship with someone who watched porn because that's just against my whatever the fuck and uh, I really struggle with this like with, with whether I think this is okay because like on one level I think you can set whatever boundaries are important to you or whatever priorities are important to you in searching for Mm -hmm. a partner. Like, if it truly is going to make a relationship untenable for you if someone watches porn, well, first of all, I doubt you're listening to this show, but um, (laughs) that's like, you know, you can find someone who would fit into what you need. But Mm -hmm. I really think a lot of these things are... As you said, the check engine light for you for yourself. Like if you notice yourself being like, uh, it pisses me off when partners watch porn. Like look inward and go, why is it like the idea mm-hmm. of them finding anyone else hot in the world troubles you? And like, what's up with that? It's probably because you don't think you're sufficiently hot enough, um, mm-hmm. which comes from in many cases like trauma, childhood experiences, past relationships. Um, and I don't want to say, as some people do, especially in the non-monogamy scene, like anytime you have a difficult feeling, it's your fault and you have to solve it. Because I don't think mm-hmm. that that's like a helpful approach, especially when it comes right. to trauma responses. But I do think that it's worth thinking about your own feelings on the subject, why you feel the way you do. And mm-hmm. that'll also put you in a better position to ask for accommodations you might need or want from your partner in that area.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree.
0: What about this? Does it make a difference if, uh, for example, I had a friend who does OnlyFans (laughs) um,
1: (laughs) and I (laughs) subscribe?
0: If I, so if I was in a monogamous relationship. OnlyFans.com
1: slash Billy (laughs) Lord (laughs) underscore.
0: If I, if I was in a monogamous relationship, And I had a hot friend who was on OnlyFans and I subscribed Mm -hmm. to their OnlyFans in part because I found them hot. And also probably in part because they're my friend and I want to support them and whatever. Um, Do you think that makes a difference in terms of is it cheating or would it put up red flags for you?
1: It would be more important to me that you told me. Yeah, I agree. Right. um, Like... If, frankly, if you have access to our friends' porn, why are you not being like, "Yo, look at their ass! Like, come here, look!" Right? Um, like, also, but I mean, this is like I'm also finding it really hard to transport myself to a reality where I don't just know who my partner has crushes on. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know. For me, that has all. Oh, I'm like. No, I don't know. I'm a person who finds many people cute and like the people I find cute in a room are important to me. And like, I imagine the people I'm with feel similarly and I care about the things that are important to the people I'm with. So mm. like for me, I'm like, yes, no, their crushes rank high on my radar. So like it <laughs> would be exciting news yeah. if they suddenly got access to their crushes nudes. <laughs> I want to hear about it. Yeah. Right. Um, so, like, that is how I'm, com- that is the reality I'm coming to this with.
2: Mm-hmm. So,
1: for me, again, it would be the red flags of like, if you're not telling me about it or whatever. Um, if we're coming from this from like a more monogamous mindset, I can see it being weirder if it's like your one weird sex work friend, like, you don't have access to all of your friends' nudes like I do. <laughs> That's fine. Um, I, yeah, I could see that I think lands further on the spectrum. Like, so what that does for me is even if you are not interacting with that person, I still think of it as an exponentially more intimate sex work experience, right? So even if you're not having a full service experience or even if you're not messaging them regularly, um... They are still a person who you are interacting with probably in somewhat regular, you know, to some degree. Yeah. Um. So I think of it as a particularly intimate sex work interaction. And if your relationship doesn't have space for that, that makes sense to me.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily consider it cheating. But again, it's something that I would find odd if my partner didn't disclose to me. And certainly I could see it feeling like a betrayal if, you know, we'd been hanging out with this friend in group situations for a long time. And then suddenly I find out that my partner has been looking at their nudes the whole time. Like, it would be weird if I didn't know that, but I wouldn't consider it cheating
1: and the friend knows which is the other thing because like <laughs> right. you probably didn't anonymously sub to their only fans that's weirder <laughs> by the way as yeah. as as as, as <laughs> if you don't have a weird sex work friend i'm your new weird sex work friend it's weirder if you anonymously are looking at my nudes i agree i,
0: I would rather people check with me first if they know me just
1: <laughs> yeah yeah i i don't need you to check with me for the most part i've met so many people deck first at this point <laughs> fine um but like i just like to know like i i i just want to know if you've seen me naked or not i truly don't care either way it's just weird if you have and i don't know um but uh yeah so that's the other thing that's weird about that like if you're hanging out in group scenarios presumably those two people know that you've been looking at their nudes and probably getting off to them, and I, the partner, doesn't know, Yeah, that feels icky.
0: Yeah, that's weird. I mean, that is essentially a sexual connection with somebody else, even if it's not the same as a a non-sex work one. So, Exactly. All right, here's one that I've actually done. Um, When I was young and not very smart, I was in a monogamous relationship, and I – was sort of discovering my desirability and trying to feel hotter and more confident. And I did some anonymous cam shows online and also posted nudes anonymously mm-hmm. online. And I I don't, th- I mean, it's hard for me to remember at this point, but I really don't think I thought I was cheating. I think I just yeah. was like, well, it's my body. And I think I just saw it as an extension of masturbation to some extent. But my partner yeah. at the time was upset by it when they found out about it. And that's understandable. Absolutely. Um, But what do you think about this?
1: Yeah, I, this falls way more for me on the spectrum of masturbation, especially posting thing, but like posting pictures online and things absolutely seem solo stuff. And uh, frankly, cam shows as well. It, once you get more into like cam shows for money, absolutely. Like one-on-one just, video like things even with strangers I'm like okay that feels a little more like yeah you know that one-on-one things with someone I picked up in a forum somewhere doesn't feel different from picking someone up at a bar and jerking off across the room from them yeah that feels functionally the same so if one of those is cheating both of those is cheating I agree yeah however getting on chatterbait and doing a free show or posting nudes somewhere or posting videos, all of that feels way more on the side of the spectrum of like your solo masturbation practice and that's yours to do whatever the fuck you want with. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a little check engine light of like, weird, you didn't tell me you were thinking about exploring that? That seems like a big, like most people, for most people, that's a big step. It's weird that it didn't come up. what's going on Mm -hmm. um but all of that is your body to do with what you what you will
2: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I think if I was monogamous now and I wanted to do this I would definitely talk about it first I Mm -hmm. even wonder if my partner at that time would have reacted differently if we had discussed it first um Mm -hmm. but just didn't really occur to me um but I think in a non-monogamous framework um I wouldn't consider this to be cheating as long as it's not as you said like a one-on-one situation or like a more intimate situation like that because like when I was doing these cam shows I didn't fucking know any of these people none of them knew who I was there was no way for us to follow up with each other uh, unless they happened to catch another show of mine uh, when I was online some other random time it just felt very anonymous and detached and that's not to say that anonymous encounters can't be cheating but it just feels like it was so much more about me doing the thing than it was about me connecting with
1: people who were watching the thing right right exactly and like there's the layer on top of this of like all of these things can be done for in exchange for money Yep. um and we live in a capitalist society and I'm really not comfortable with a relationship telling me that I can't go make money in one of the ways that I have access to. Yeah, especially if um, you
0: were already doing sex work by the time the relationship started like that's exactly. I know exactly. that this happens a lot to sex workers is like especially I hear it from strippers that they like start to date someone who they think is cool with it and then the person's like, oh, I kind of thought you were gonna give it up when we got into a relationship and it's like why you don't have to give no. up your job
1: right right and like i i am not like i don't know i'm not more allowed to do these things in exchange for money than i would be in exchange for like erotic fun like i just yeah. enjoying it like you Either way, I consider that firmly within, like, my bubble of things that I control about my body. And if you're stepping within that bubble, you better have a damn good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, yeah, just wanted to uh, address the capitalism <laughs> angle on there, too. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, like, not only are you infringing on my rights to have, like, a relationship with my body, but also there's this other huge thing that, like stepping all over yeah anyway
0: and i know that there are sex workers online and off who are in what they consider to be a monogamous relationship with a partner except that they mm-hmm. also do sex work on the side and like if that's what you've negotiated and you're all cool with it great that sounds that sounds lovely
1: and work is a super easy line yeah to like <laughs> but, um so that's the A pretty easy boundary to negotiate.
2: Yep.
0: This week's episode of the Dildorks is sponsored by Curdled Inc., a sex-positive, creatively minded podcast reviewing popular romance novels, starting with Fifty Shades of Grey. The show is hosted by a queer, kinky, polyamorous woman who does sex work, and all of these things influence the perspective from which she analyzes the books. I'm not a fan of Fifty Shades of Grey, as we've discussed, but I am a fan of people picking apart Fifty Shades of Grey and criticizing it rightfully for the things about it that are straight up wrong and the things about it that are just really cringy and weird. And so uh, if you like that kind of stuff, too, I really think you would like Curdled Ink. Each episode of the podcast covers one chapter, and there are new episodes out every Thursday on all the major podcast apps, so you can go look up Curdled Ink on your podcast app of choice. You can also subscribe to the show's Patreon at patreon.com slash thecurdledpod. Patrons get early access to episodes, monthly live stream chats, dramatic readings of each chapter, and more. If you ask me, when we have terrible novels coming out like Fifty Shades, especially ones that get that much attention, uh, it's really a good thing to have actually kinky people (laughs) tearing them apart and pointing out the ways that they don't always depict kink in the most healthy light. And that way, people who are getting their kink information from books like this can get better information. (laughs) So... Go check out Curdled Ink on your fave podcast app. And thanks for the support.
2: Right. Uh,
0: a couple of minutes ago, you mentioned jerking off with a friend, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. as in uh, not touching each other but only touching yourselves in the presence of each other with perhaps some, you know, voyeurism and exhibitionism stuff going on there. What do you think about that?
1: That's – all right. You are having a sexual experience with another person. If you are allowed to have sexual experiences with other people within the bounds of your relationship and that person, uh, that is not cheating. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, it is, right? If that that interaction was a blowjob – and, like, and it's cheating, then it's still cheating. Yeah. Like, I don't, this isn't, you haven't found some magical loophole by not touching <laughs> another person. Mm-hmm. I, once, like, uh, once again, if I, if someone's trying to find loopholes, then I have other questions and we have other problems, right? Yeah. Um, this, this, I, this is just a sexual experience. I don't know, is a sexual experience cheating in your relationship? You tell me. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I agree. I think it's definitely a sexual experience. I think that this is the kind of thing that a lot of people try to use as a loophole. Um, and I I see this as being separate and distinct from masturbation. Um, this is the kind of thing that, I would definitely want to know about if my partner was doing it and I would 100% tell my partner if I was doing it or planning on doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a pretty intimate thing. I mean, I'm often even kind of freaked out to do this with established partners. So like, to Mm -hmm. me, this definitely, you know, meets the criteria.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: What about just flirting with a friend? I think a lot of us have like a friend or more than one who we just have sort of a vaguely flirty relationship with. And it's just part of the thing. Is this okay?
1: Uh, it's, uh, my question comes to define flirting. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, you, I'm, you, I have a really hard time with flirting is cheating in our relationship. Right. right. Um, however, uh in practice right um there are things that would be either check engine light or like boundary violation level um upset me right mm-hmm. um and most of that i think comes down to like degree of flirting. Mm-hmm. Like I can't write it out on paper. I'm going to give you the fucking porn. T- I know it when I see it definition. Um <laughs> yeah. but like I I can't script out on paper the difference between like playful flirting and like flirting with intent to fuck. But right. like <laughs> there's a difference and we all know the difference and we've all felt the difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I think if you are way further on the spectrum of like y'all need to like get a room right and like you're doing it in front of me and like not acknowledging that that kind of rapport is happening then yeah that that kind of dynamic feels a little bit more like yo bro what the fuck <laughs> like yeah <laughs> what's happening here or you're doing it secretly but like in front of our friends but like not when i'm around like yeah and it and you're like being like really all over each other but like not fucking and not touching (laughs) but like doing the absolute most like Mm -hmm. yeah we're you're gonna get some (laughs) you're gonna get some raised eyebrows i'm gonna have some feelings we're gonna have some conversations about that behavior right Mm -hmm. i don't know if any of that would be you cheated on me but it would certainly be like yo what what is with these shenanigans what i think it would be similar to like Oh, you just happened to only be able to sleep in the one bed with that one person. (laughs) Mm, How'd you wind up in that snit, right? Right. Like it's like, oh, you're not fucking them, but you just happen to be sitting next to them at the party, and oh no, you just happen to pick them at spin the bottle (laughs) or like whatever, like whatever your flavor of flirting is, like. Yeah, I think that's kind of where I sit on that. Does mm-hmm. that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it's really hard to define flirting. And I think that people who have trust issues or deeply insecure, etc, are more likely to identify things as flirting that may not necessarily be. Um, yeah. I also think that intent absolutely matters as you said um if you are in the type of relationship where like you wouldn't actually be able to have sex or be in a relationship with this friend um within the agreements of your relationship then i think that any flirting which seems to suggest that you could or which like Mm -hmm. invites that is crossing into cheating territory um Mm -hmm. There are people who are just sort of, like, naturally flirty, and, like, I have seen it happen in some of my friends' relationships where, like, one person thought that they were just being friendly and normal and just being themselves, and the other person thought that it was flirty and not appropriate. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think it's reasonable in certain circumstances to be like, hey, I get that you have that kind of dynamic with that friend, but I'd really appreciate it if you, like, didn't do that in front of me, or... Mm -hmm. Um, there may be certain situations where you don't want it to happen. Uh, but this is again, one of those tricky ones where you have to also look inward on this one, I think, and, and think about like, what is it that is bothering me about this? And is there anything like any work that I could do on myself that might help with that?
1: Yeah. I think, um, you mentioned jealousy. Um, like making people maybe hyper aware of this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, um, I think for me, like this is hard if it's not like within your social groups, but I think there is a degree of flirting where it is like, no, our friends notice, like, yeah. people have noticed, right? Mm-hmm. There's kind of a line there in the difference of flirting where it's like, no, I didn't just notice because you're my partner. Like, yeah. people can tell you are into this person, mm-hmm. right? And I I know, like, I've definitely flirted with people that way that, like, I'm not monogamous, that's fine. Um, but, like, I think that line is pretty distinct, too. Yeah. Um Just for, like, the non-consensual cuck feelings, I guess, right? Like, that can feel kind of icky. And also this, like, reassurance of, like, no, you're kind of doing a lot if other people are quite noticing. Yeah. Um This isn't just a reaction to my own jealousy or whatever. Yeah. Um, So that would be a helpful metric for me if I was in a situation where I was like, this is feeling icky. I would, like, poke someone else who has been in the same room as all of us and been like, have you noticed, do you see, Mm -hmm. right, as, like, a third source?
0: Yep. Yep. Uh. This one's very controversial. Is it cheating mm. to fantasize about someone else during sex with your partner?
1: No. <laughs> I don't uh, believe stop thinking with the thought ever, I
0: don't think thinking can ever be cheating. Yeah. I think thinking about something can be a catalyst that eventually leads to cheating, but obviously not for everybody and not in every case and there's so many steps in between that and actually cheating.
1: Right. I This approaches check engine light territory for me
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you are having a prolonged fantasy of a specific other person mm-hmm. regularly during sex and not telling me about it. Yeah. That feels weird. Like, if your mind flits around to other things you find hot during the process of fucking me periodically, that sounds like my sexual experience so like that's not weird to me um but if you are like regularly revisiting a specific fantasy or something and you are doing it as a way to like that feels at least to me as a way to like pull yourself away from having sex with me Mm -hmm. then we're in check engine light territory you're not cheating on me in your own head but like Bro, what the
2: fuck? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I agree. It's one of those things that's, like, upsetting to find out, but it doesn't necessarily mean that the person was doing anything wrong. I think for right. me, like, being told this would be kind of odd. I mean, there's definitely right. situations where um, – your partner can sort of share in the fantasy with you, which I think is a really cool way of doing this. Like, for example, if you're really crushing on some celebrity and your partner's down for it, you could dirty talk about, like, what if they were here and what would we do together and whatever. This Mm. is very dependent on what your partner's comfortable with and maybe what your kinks are. Um, Mm. But, yeah, I think that if, if a partner of mine was, like, habitually fantasizing about someone other than me that would probably mean something was up with the relationship and also there are many situations in which it would be kind of a dick move for them to tell me that
1: right so i don't know that's the other thing why do i know i (laughs) that's probably what i have more problems with frankly however i came across this information right like either you told me or you're like writing erotica about ignoring me while fucking me, which <laughs> I then found on your hard drive while snooping, I guess. like, uh,
0: <laughs> Yeah. Like, I usually like, tell I my know, partner, man. if I fantasize about someone else during sex with my partner, first of all, like, we've explicitly talked about that and agreed that that's okay. Um, right. But also, like, we talk about it. It becomes a way that we learn about each other because if I was fantasizing about a particular flavor of person or activity that I was doing with that person like that can inform what my partner and I might want to do together so like I'm definitely not saying it's bad to talk about it full stop but if you're just telling somebody this like to hurt them or for no reason I don't think that that needs to happen
1: right like you just are allowed to think about whatever you want to think about
0: yeah yeah, if someone ever tells you that you're wrong to think about something, um I would I would run from from that person. <laughs> That's not a good yeah. sign. Yeah. I'll do one more here before we uh, end the episode, and we're going to do a part two of this because we actually got mm. so many. Um, but one so that many I, <laughs> I accidentally skipped over this one in my list when we were talking about porn. But mm. is it cheating to commission a custom video from a porn performer?
1: Mm. I, no, I actually think that's probably that feels less. Like, this entire time I've been gesturing on a fake spectrum from left to right. And anyway, the left side is masturbation and, like, solo sex stuff that I really don't see other people as having a right to infringe on. And the right side is the more stuff like in-person sex work and whatever. Mm -hmm. And I see commissioning stuff as pretty firmly on the left side. Mm. Um, Pretty firmly, like... No, I, I've purchased a service. I Whether I watch a video online that I found on someone's OnlyFans or whether I pay them directly to make that video and put it on their OnlyFans because it didn't exist before,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that still seems like a fairly personal interaction to me. Mm-hmm. If that's the only interaction I've had with a sex worker, I'm not like feeling like I'm... Uh, I don't know, using them for, like, an emotional interaction all that much. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus, like, if I'm regularly sexting with someone, yeah. I, I feel like I have a more intimate connection with that person.
0: Interesting. I th- I think this one would make me feel away. Um Oh, yeah? I, I think it's within the realm of not cheating, but weird that you didn't tell me about it. Um, oh, well, that's – yeah. And – and part of the reason for that is, uh, and I know this isn't always true, but I think in many cases when people commission custom content, it's because they have a particular fantasy that they like either haven't been able to fulfill or like just haven't gotten enough of in their sex life. And so mm. that's kind of why it would make me feel odd, because I would be like, well, hey, like I-, I could play that out with you, or like we could do something about that. But I mean, I'm a fairly open-minded, kinky person, and, and I recognize that that's partly my own issues, because the thing is maybe they want a video from that particular person about this kink because that person's really like skilled and knowledgeable about this kink or like maybe it's a kink that we've already talked about that I don't have an interest in or whatever. But I think in Mm -hmm. any case I would, I would like my partner to discuss this with me hopefully beforehand. um, And I would love for us to be able to watch it together.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I do like, I think it would feel weird for me to like, well, it would feel weird for me now just because it represents a significant financial investment Mm -hmm. to be able to afford a custom Mm -hmm. um, for me or my partner. So like, I would be like, oh no, you cared a lot about this. You got excited and whatever, right? If I was living in a life where that was like, i had spending money pocket change could get customs Mm -hmm. right um it would feel less weird right Mm. um especially like oh i know you have that kink and you've bought customs for that before and you just happened to get one from someone recently whatever like that would feel less weird to me
2: yeah
1: um that would feel a little bit more like i was talking about um But yeah, I could see feeling weird if like, finding out about the custom is the way I found out someone has a particular kink or fantasy.
0: Yeah, that's a bad Um, sign about communication and trust in the relationship.
1: Right, right. Or um, I do also get like, a decent amount of it always surprises me how many customs I get. A that are just like say my name, or B that are <laughs> just like no, I want to know you films this while thinking about me. Like I, I've gotten a cus I got a custom recently that the person just described another video I did. I'm like I have that. You've seen it. <laughs> they they were like yeah I liked it and I was like okay and they're like do it again and I'm like. I- <laughs> I mean, it was actually on my schedule to do again, but if you want to pay me extra to do it, do you want me to wear anything? No, just whatever. Just do but just do that, but again. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, cool. Cool? Um, <laughs> so, like, there is an element of I just like knowing you're thinking about me, mm-hmm. I think, that goes into it. Yeah. And, like, if that's really what you were getting the custom for, yeah. Um, I could see that feeling a little more like um, sexting someone regularly or seeing a full service worker or something like that. Yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I I think it depends kind of on this person's relationship to customs and things. Cause like for me, I have some sex workers that I'm just like, no, I just really like the kind of art you make mm-hmm. and your style and I like the one custom I bought. I was like, no, I just really like the way she makes videos, and I spent a really long time trying to come up with an idea that like fit within the wheelhouse of things I find hot and things she seems to do well,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and just really had a lot of fun inputting that idea in into the. the her name's Evie, into the Evie machine (laughs) and watching a custom come back out. And it was, it was delightful. It Mm -hmm. was exactly my idea with her flavor of creativity pasted on top. And I was like, beautiful. Yeah. And like that kind of interaction, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's just a combination of an art purchase and a a solo masturbation habit. You're allowed to do both of those things alone. Yeah. You're just being a patron of the arts.
0: It's great.
1: (laughs) Anyway. Very long-winded breakdown of my relationship to customs. But. Yeah.
0: Um, so next week, I feel like a lot of the ones this week were like, uh, "That's probably not cheating," but it depends. Um, a mm-hmm. lot of the ones that I have for next week are more on the side of like, mm, "That's probably cheating." Um, so there's some <laughs> well, stuff. Yeah, there's some stuff that's like more emotional. Some stuff that's more mm-hmm. like explicitly sexual um and some just kind of weird quirky stuff that listeners suggested or that i found online so that'll be next week uh thanks for joining us for this discussion of cheating i have been kate sloan i have a sex blog at girlyjuice.net i write a weekly newsletter uh this past week's one was about how the video game breath of the wild which i've been playing obsessively lately is a perfect metaphor for therapy um very weird but you you can find that for five bucks a month at katesloan.email i'm also on twitter and instagram at girly underscore juice and i'm still doing my song a week challenge uh which you can check out if you search me on youtube where is your stuff
1: i'm billy you can find me online at billylore.com where you can find all the links to my porn as well as all of my workshops and everything i have going on there I have a workshop coming up uh, this Wednesday, if you're listening to this, on release. And then uh, I have three classes scheduled in November, so you can see links for all of those at billylore.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at billylore on Twitter and at billylore underscore on Instagram, so come hang out with me over there. Together we are the Dildorks. We are at the Dildorks on Twitter and Instagram and at the com. You'd also find us at patreon.com slash the where you can toss a couple of bucks our way and help us keep a roof over our head and food in our stomachs and all, the go- all those good things. Uh, at $6 a month, you get access to our patreon only discord and at 12 dollars a month you get access to our exclusive patreon only bonus episodes you heard one of those last week hopefully it was fun did have a moment of panic when it went out where i was like oh god what did i say <laughs> to what i thought was a comparatively much smaller audience at the time it's probably fine <laughs> i think it was <sighs> fine
0: it was yeah you all have like that now f- fun stories hopefully it was scenes. charming yeah maybe even
1: are. a little hot who knows <laughs> you do i can't remember um but if you want more of those shenanigans, and hopefully you do, you can go to patreon.com slash the dildorks to toss a couple of bucks our way for that.
0: I want to say thank you to our top tier Patreon supporters who we thank every week. Thank you to Stabitha Christie, Nat, MB, Argo, Amelia, and our newest top tier supporter, Amy. We really appreciate the support. Thank you as ever to Protodome, who did our theme song. Thank you to Amy, who did our logo. Thank you to our sponsor for this week's episode, the Curdled Ink Podcast, which you can find at thecurdledpod.podbean.com. And thank you to you for listening. Until next time, folks, get out there and live your sexy, dorky life. Bye. Bye.
2: I want you
0: Hit record,
1: and let's do a countdown when you're ready. I am- Excuse you, Lightning. Absolutely not. I'm recording. We're going to do a countdown when I get this cat off the table. (laughs) Darling, you can't- You just jumped literally over my shoulder. You can't do that. The table is the podcast recording, And a keyblade covered in wet paint. Like, there's no room for for a child. Anyway. I
0: I named one of my horses in Breath of the Wild Lightning because I found it during a a lightning storm. And then it turned out that it was the royal horse and I didn't know until I was looking (laughs) everywhere for the royal horse and couldn't find it. And I searched on Reddit to see what people were saying about that problem. And a lot of people were like, I just realized I already had it and didn't know it was the Royal horse. And I was like, that can't be the case. And then I checked and it definitely was the case.
1: <laughs> and you're like, whoops, I just kept this horse. This <laughs> horse is just mine now.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to, I just had a moment where I had a moment of panic thinking I was recording on the wrong mic. That's what that weird oh, pause was. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I had a moment where... <laughs> Well, so, I'm going to take all of that again. I am. <laughs> Jesus. I know how to podcast. Take a week off and I fuck everything up. I'm a professional at making bloops, though. Make, uh, been recording this whole time. Throw a couple of bucks our way and help us you know, keep a roof over our heads. Makes keep, You know, get some... I, it's, fuck. Fuck!
2: <laughs> so close! <laughs>